Blog Talk Radio. week on the blog talk radio and affiliate networks this episode is brought to you by health innovation media monitoring and informing the journey to a sustainable healthcare economy welcome everyone i'm greg masters the producer and co-host of the show and joining me in the virtual studio is my colleague fred goldstein principal co-host and co-founder of pop health week hey fred hello greg how is it going today well, I understand a little better, a little warmer than what you're experiencing down there in the Jacksonville area. You got that right. We've had a cold night last night, and I think we're looking forward to another freeze tonight. I think our guest today and you both have it much warmer than I do, and I'm looking forward to getting back to some warmth. So we'll get right down to it. So for those of you not familiar with my colleague, Fred, he's a veteran healthcare executive and President uh, President of Accountable Health LLC, a Jacksonville, Florida-based consulting firm, and past chair and current board member of the Population Health Alliance. He's known on Twitter as at F.S. Goldstein. Fred's experience spans hospital and health system administration, uh, HMO general management, and is the founder of a disease management company. My background includes thought leadership and consulting for hospitals, health systems, and capitated medical groups. Published and principally author ACLWatch.com, founded HealthInnovationMedia.com, and recently launched PrecisionMedicine.Center. Please follow me on Twitter at 2HealthGuru. So today, we continue coverage of issues in the emerging population health Space, including evidence-based best practices with key thought leaders, innovators, academicians, and best-in-class vendors. Our guest today is Gene Thompson, Project Director, Health City Cayman Islands, an innovative medical tourism enterprise with a very interesting slate of founding partners, which we'll learn more about shortly domiciled in a British overseas territory under the jurisdiction and sovereignty of the United Kingdom. Gene Thompson is a third-generation Kamanian of a family of entrepreneurs and is a director of Thompson Development Limited, one of the premier development companies in the Cayman Islands. His family is considered pioneers in property development and many other other business ventures. Thompson Development has varied business enterprises, including commercial development, resort development, tourism, real estate, and retail. Although these business interests are varied, the Thompson family's stellar reputation in business began in development. Gene has been involved and or led various types of development projects, including commercial centers, residential projects, resort development, and is now the project director for Health City Cayman Islands. So with that introduction, Fred, help us get to know this developer's involvement and role on behalf of Health City Cayman Islands. Thank you so much, Greg. And Gene, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. 
Uh, before starting, I'd like to just uh, let you know I thoroughly enjoyed the uh, trip we had down to your facility. I guess it was now about a month ago uh, in which a group of about 25 folks from the United States came down and spent a, just about a full day looking at your facility. And I hope to get into some of that and share what we learned during that trip as well as other items. So perhaps, Gene, you could start out. Just give our audience a little bit of background around Health City, how it formed, and uh, Dr. Shetty and Nariana Health. Well, thank you very much. Again, um, Health City is a vision to bring high-quality, low-cost health care to many, many people and to create access. It is based on a model uh, that has, that's been working in India for about 16 years, founded by uh, our, my partner, Debbie Shetty, um, who has continued to improve and enhance this model again, providing high-quality, low-cost health care. The vision of Health City um, is to build a 2,000-bed super-specialty health care center, an assisted living community, and education system, primarily designed to serve the um, destination-based uh, patient from the region, Caribbean region, Central South America, and North America. And you, you have a facility, it's about 104 beds, is that correct, this time? Yeah, yeah. currently uh, we, we have a facility that's 104 beds. Uh, we opened uh, just under two years ago. Um, it is, a, a, a again, a tertiary care facility, um, and it is kind of our, our beta test to make sure that this model and format can work in this part of the world, and, and frankly, it's actually working very well. And, and for those who don't know, Dr. Shetty is a well-known cardiac surgeon, correct, from India, who has built a large system of hospitals there as well? Uh, yeah, that is correct. Dr. Shetty is probably one of the best-known cardiac surgeons in the world, at least that part of the world. Um, he has, at this point in time, 32 hospitals. I think it's about eight or 10,000 beds. And his, his goal is to have 35,000 beds by 2022 to 2025. Uh, all following the same model, very high quality, very low cost. And my understanding is that in India, the cost for a cardiac procedure is about $1,400. And even at that rate, Dr. Shetty is continuing to try to push those costs down lower. The, the cost is actually about $2,000 um, for non-charity. And he does charity cases for about $1,400. And his goal uh, is to have a harmonized cost of $800 for cardiac surgery doing, using all the same techniques, equipment, supplies that we do in the West. And essentially, he's taken that philosophy and brought that to Health City Cayman Island in partnership with you and, and through this hospital now offers surgical services. And what areas are those services offered? Uh, we are currently offering... Um, cardiac, full, anything cardiac, uh, full cardiology, electrophysiology, orthopedic, sports medicine, neuro and spine, uh, pulmonology, GI and bariatric, and then a number of subspecialties, dental and general practice, and so on. And why was the decision made to build this uh, in the Cayman Islands? You know, that's, a, that's an interesting um, story. Uh, when we now, obviously, in 2008 and 2009, there was a tremendous economic downturn. And 
uh, we reached out through a mutual friend, Harry Chandy, um, look at options for other opportunities to, to diversify Cayman's economy. And we were successful in bringing Dr. Shetty here, have him look at the island, make a commitment that this was the right place to do it. And then the, the, the real enabler, once we committed to move forward, or once we committed to do this, was the Cayman Islands government. The Cayman Islands government changed nine laws and 13 regulations in order to make this happen. Um, so, you know, a lot of things aligned at the right time. Dr. Shetty was in the, in the, in the um, mindset of expanding beyond India to prove this model. He was actually in discussions with a group in Northern California, uh, in Southern California, sorry, to do something in Northern Mexico. That didn't work out. And, uh, and our government was looking for something to diversify the economy. So it was, was, was great timing. And it's, so far, it's worked out extremely well. Um, you know, our partners are Ascension Health. Uh, they're one of the partners in the hospital. They came on board um, as a part of the opportunity to learn this model, to understand this model, and obviously to support what we are doing. And uh, it's been a great partnership. And, uh, you know, that, that all, it was like all the stars aligned at one time, which has worked out very well for Health City. And your goal is to, as you said, to provide these high-quality medical services um, throughout the islands, Central and South America, as well as North America. W the doctors you have there, their background and training, um, where do they come from? So our goal is to provide health care to everyone that needs it, especially in the region. Obviously, the, the delivery of healthcare access point is, is a big part of it. So the, the, the easiest way, easiest uh, place to get to is generally where people go to. So we, we are seeing a good amount of regional um, uptake on our services. In fact, a very significant amount from our region, from the other Caribbean islands, some from Central and South America now. And a, a, a reasonably good number from North America. Um, that's the first question. The second question is our doctors are, are come primarily, in fact, all of them are from India. Uh, we have uh, actually 28 doctors on staff right now, and all of them are uh, come from Dr. Shetty's system in India, which is called Narayana Health. And most of them are all, are, in fact, all of them are his senior doctors. So we have a senior cardiac surgeon, senior cardiologist, senior orthopedic, senior GI bariatric, all of them with many, many years and, and, and thousands and thousands of procedures under their belt. Yeah, I did get an opportunity to meet with a number of the heads of the various department physicians down there and clearly well-trained, have a very large number of procedures that they've done in their, you know, in their lives to create competency. And you've also um, built the hospital in a unique way. Can you talk some about the facility and how you did that as a means to improve quality as well as keep the cost down? So, um, you know, when, when we looked at this project, um, there, were two, there were two rules that we made. The first rule is that there were no rules, and the second rule is that we were broke. When we start every project, we do our entire, any project that we do, we use that philosophy. When you use those two rules, it helps you to get real creative. Um, and we actually implemented many things that are unique in our hospital system. In fact, we own and operate the world's largest ICF hospital, which is insulated concrete forms. So one of the most efficient building systems you can use. Um, 
we we actually modified our hospital based driven strictly by efficiency and outcomes. And our hospital is 107,000 square feet compared to a standard hospital to do the types of practices and the scale and volume that we would do would be about 230 to 250,000 square feet. Uh, and, you know, we implemented multiple unique um, design things in there. It's very simple, very linear design, no, no curves, no, you know, no, no granite, no marble, no waterfalls. Very clean, very efficient, very operationally uh, 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 set up. Um, and that's, that's part of the project. You know, our, our project is, um, you know, people say, well, how can you do things at the rate you're doing it for? And we, there's no one thing that we actually do, what we call the sum total. You know, you save a bit here, a bit there, a bit, you know, everywhere, and it actually amalgamates into a significant savings. So we built our hospital. It's a JCI accredited hospital built to JCI standards, and we built it for about $430,000 per bed. We built it on schedule in 12 months, and we built it within budget, of, within about 2 to 3% of budget. Again, all of these things are driven because that's the only how we can offer efficiencies in the delivery of care. Fantastic. And you touched on it in there. You mentioned JCI, the Joint Commission International, and the hospital has actually gone through Joint Commission International accreditation, which I think is, is great. You know, here in the United States, everyone looks at JCO and says, are you Joint Commission accredited? And here's a facility in uh, Cayman Islands that has done that. So in essence, it meets that high standard bar of requirements. And you've then taken this facility, and I assume the physicians on staff are salaried? That is correct. Um, again, Dr. Shetty's model is pretty unique um, in the healthcare industry in that we have nobody in our hospital that is privileged. Uh, every single person that works in our hospital is an employee of the hospital, and they do not work for on a fee-for-service basis. They work on a salary basis with a on a lean management basis with our prescribed uh, outcome, you know, uh, uh, outcome that, that is on our expected per procedure. Um, and that is something that is, is that we feel is, is one of the other things that helps us to reduce costs and create higher value because our, our doctors are not just there for the procedure. They're there from the beginning to the end, from the Skype consultation right through to your discharge or our senior doctors are right there and involved in the care. So here in the U.S., we're trying to move to this value-based system, and in essence, you just mentioned value. You've got a facility that's built at a lower cost um, with some higher quality things in it, as I recall. You have your providers who have a salaried payment, and you also have set up this system of pricing transparency and bundled pricing. Can you talk about how that then creates that outcome, how that pricing works, et cetera? So, Fred, you will recall, uh, I think you were in my tour group when we walked through the hospital. And one of the things that I, I point out when, we, when people walk through the hospital is our entire accounting department has two and a half people in it. That's our entire billing department. That's right. Um, and, you know, we, we, don't, we don't create bills. We create statements. Our price or cost per procedure, which is a fully bundled transparent uh, cost, was created based on the Nariana model uh, before the hospital opened. So our entire billing system and our entire cost delivery system was built and designed and put in, in implemented into our billing system before we even opened the hospital. So when a, when a, when a patient calls, for instance, to have a, a knee replacement, we'll tell them upfront what the cost is. 
That's a flat fee, nothing more, nothing less. Um, and that is working very well. Um, they come into the hospital, they have their procedure, they do you know, all of the rest of it, physical therapy and so on. And when they leave, they get a flat statement and it's done. And it works, again, it works exceptionally well. And not only is that a flat bundled price, which is fantastic, and we, we're seeing a little bit of that in the U.S., but really hope to see a move towards that whole price transparency, and you're sort of leading the way, but it's also considerably lower than might be a price of a similar procedure in the U.S., correct? That is correct. Uh, we would say, and it, it's really so difficult, you know, we, we've studied the U.S. market. We've had Grant Thornton to help us. We've had, uh, we've used uh, Deloitte's a modeling um, and it's so, it's, you know, pr prices in the U.S. vary from and it's such a, a, wa a vast spectrum. But if you use an average of the least cost in the U.S. to the highest cost in the U.S., um, and I'll give you an example, that ends up being that a full cardiac surgery is about 77000 That's an average, so it may be cheaper in some places, much more expensive in some places. Uh, we're about a third the cost of that, and we're fully bundled. Wow. And, you know, it's funny you talk about trying to figure out what the pricing is, because even here in the States, we're still trying to figure out what that pricing is so I can understand the variation. And we've seen quite a bit of variation around the country, even within individual communities on pricing for specific procedures. So it's nice to be able to have this one place you can go to. Let's talk a little bit about the the patient experience. So the patient finds out about the facility or the services either through the internet or maybe our, their insurance carrier, their employer is contracted with your organization. Is that possible as well? Absolutely. Um, you know, we, we see patients through a very diverse um, uh, 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 channels. Uh, we see patients um, that, that go online through our website and actually, uh, you know, book a consult um, do the full workup. In fact, we have several patients in the hospital right now are self-pay direct book. We have patients that work through uh, insurance companies. In fact, we see quite a lot of them through insurance companies, both local and international. Uh, and then we're seeing through facilitators um, that, are, that are working with self-insured companies to create models of more certainty of cost, uh, certainty of care, consistency of care, and uh, something that they can actually, over a period of a, of a long period of time, is they can quantify what the cost is. So we see them from, from very, very diverse uh, uh, positions. We have large employee groups that have as much as you know, two to 300,000 people that we provide care for. And, uh, and that is, that is a, something that works for them is our consistency of cost or certainty of cost and absolutely our consistency of care and patient experience. So a, a patient finds out about you, and then you talked about this Skype call or something like that with a with a provider. So talk a little bit about that and how that works. So when we went into this process, we realized about four or five years ago that, you know, if somebody decides to go to a destination care facility, whether it's in the U.S., whether it's in India, whether it's in Costa Rica, Canada, or wherever it may be, the Cayman Islands, they will have made up their mind that the care is of high quality um, because they've made that choice. So what we believe is at least 50% of the patient's decision-making process and outcome is an experience. And we've set up what we believe is the most comprehensive um, and, and creative concierge service. 
So for instance, if you were to call and say, I need a knee replaced, um, we, our, our, our marketing department or sales department would contact you, set up a Skype call with our doctor. The doctor would get whatever information he needs, whether it's you know, x-rays or whether it's, it's through our view portal, review the case with you on a one-on-one Skype call, uh, set up any follow-up calls that may be necessary. Once the patient uh, makes a decision to come to the Cayman Islands, then the the marketing department turns uh, the patient over to our international department, and we handle everything from from the time the patient, if, if they want, from the time the patient leaves their home to the time they return, or from the time the patient touches down in Grand Cayman, which is the most common, right through till the patient returns home. We have a, a concierge service. That, that meets the patient at the bottom of the airplane um, and brings them through customs and immigration. We have our own transportation system that picks them up, takes them to the hospital. If the patient is actually coming a day earlier too, we have a, an arrangement with resorts that we allow them to stay in, that we have relationships with. Um, and then all of the transportation between the family members, if their family members account accompanying them, that's all taken care of by ourselves. Uh, and then once the you know once the patient is discharged, if they choose to stay on the island and stay at a resort or something of such, we also provide transportation for their follow-up treatments, whether it's physical therapy or or consults with the doctors. And then we take them back to the airport when they're all done and put them on an airplane. And then we then we have a follow-up consultation process with their general practitioner. So they will connect us with their general practitioner. We have a general consult. Uh, we have a consultation process. And we prescribe whatever is necessary. We give parameters. And when the patient leaves, they have both our doctor's Skype number and our doctor's cell phone number. And that's consistent with every patient that leaves us. Wow. Great, great way to work with them. And I can tell you just the the um, treatment that we got, obviously, coming down to the island and being met by uh, some of your staff and then taken through customs as well and staying there and then traveling and taken back through made it all very easy. Obviously for a patient who may be under stress, et cetera, that's an important component of it. Talk a little bit about the quality of the facility, some of your metrics or outcomes or measures in that area. Um, you know, we, we are, you know, we, we actually just did a review, which is interesting. We did a review on Tuesday. Uh, you know, we're a new facility. Um, we've seen, uh, about 11,600 patients. Uh, we've, we've had about 1,300 inpatients. We've done about 800 procedures. Um, and our outcomes based on each procedure, um, in fact, we've had no, no mortalities. We've done 117 cardiac surgeries with zero mortalities. And many of these are, are, uh, are, are um, from, especially from the Caribbean region, are very difficult cases or cases that are very low uh, primary care. Um, our, our outcomes are equal to or better than any outcomes that are available in the market in the U.S. Um, our readmission rate is, um, I think, our total readmissions of the many procedures we've had is less than six, um, and our infection rate uh, is less than 1%. Um, so you know, quality statistics. We live by our quality. We live by quality. In fact, we're one of the only hospitals that provide quality statistics in a comprehensive manner. That if somebody was to call and say, "Can we see your quality statistics?" We can send it to you. Infection rate, outcomes, 
um, medical errors, whatever those things may be, we, we provide that in one single document, which I think, Fred, you had the opportunity to, to view while you were here. I sure did. And, and it was really impressive and compares, as you said, extremely favorably with top-notch facilities here in the States as well. And, uh, and that's, that's really a testament to, you know, what you've set up and the processes. I think you also, I think I heard something during the tour that you have, uh, like almost the hand-washing police down there who, uh, who go around as well and, and ensure that to try to minimize infections is one of your other means to do that. Absolutely. I mean, in, in infections in a hospital um, are, are one of the things that drives costs at an alarming rate. And, um, you know, when you give a bundled price, the infection, the the responsibility is on us to not have infections because we don't get any more money for it. We have to, we have to absorb that cost. And again, that's one of the great innovations that make that, that forces us to become very efficient and and very effective. And, um, you know, as you said, we have the, we have the, uh, infection police or we have, we have somebody our infection control unit that goes around once a day and monitors everybody to make sure that they've washed their hands and, doing doing all the right things and if not um staff get written up that happens on a daily basis fantastic and the as now i know you're dealing with you know the orthopedics and the cardiac and pulmonary etc what are you looking to add next um so we actually one of the areas that i, I missed in our when, when i was giving your our specialties is we're, we're now doing clinical oncology um, and that has grown pretty pretty significant because of our pricing. Um, but the next area that we we plan to do is we plan to go and and do our, a full uh, cancer center, a cancer institute where we'll do radiation oncology, surgical oncology, uh, and enhanced um, chemo chemo care. Um, and that that will will happen. We'll start that middle of this year. Uh, the next area we want to expand into is a is urology. Um, we are actually we're actually going to start doing something called HIFU down here, uh, which is a very advanced prostate treatment. Um, brand new project was just just uh, FDA approved, I think, in December for the U.S. So we're going to be doing HIFU here just because of the incidence of prostate cancer in the Caribbean. And then next year, uh, we would like to embark on a full neurosciences institute. So we'll actually have a, a full neuroscience um, academic study study area as well as, you know, we'll have our uh, neurology, neurosurgery, and all the all the, the, the specialties that come along with that. That's great. And I know that, that the long-term plans, as you said earlier, are a couple thousand beds, uh, research center, medical school is my understanding. So really, um, Health City Cayman Island will, will potentially become a major medical uh, center in the in the uh, northern hemisphere. Well, we, you know, that's that's our goal, that's our plan, and and uh, you know, our next, our next, our next build will actually be our cancer center. Following that, we'll actually start des- designing our um, next hospital building, which we estimate will be about 300 beds. I will start the design on that early next year with a plan to start implementation the following year. Um, and again, that'll, that'll enhance specialties uh, or have enhanced specialties and and, uh, and augmented specialties as well as, you know, as larger areas first, expansion of the current specialties. So you know, we will expand as long as the market demands it. Uh, we'll expand to whatever the market demands within, you know, within the what's sustainable and within the, 
the scope of what we're, you know, what our specialties are. Yes, that and that clearly makes a lot of sense. I think, you know, after I said, having visited the facility, had a chance, obviously, to meet you, a number of the staff members, and, and as well as the medical staff, I know, you know, I, I myself would be extremely comfortable going down there for a procedure should I need that. And um, I know also you've, People can go to your website. I think there are some videos up there, et cetera. Um, can you talk a little bit about, you know, what they could find at the website and what, what they may be able to do through that? Absolutely. Our health site, our website is healthcitycaymanislands.com. And the website is pretty comprehensive. It gives an overview of the project. Uh, you know, it gives an overview of what we do, our care delivery, who we are. Um, it gives uh, uh, quite a bit of information about our history and Dr. Shetty's history. But one of the areas that is really compelling for the patient that is looking at choosing Health City um, are, the, are the testimonials. Uh, we have a rotating amount of testimonials on the website, which are generally video clips, YouTube video clips. And it's testimonials from everybody that, you know, from somebody that, that came and chose to have a knee done here to somebody that had an emergency heart attack on the island to somebody that, that chose to have a, a knee replaced here to uh, you know, we have the, the, the CEO of, of a large healthcare group uh, based in, in Austin, Massachusetts, that had a heart attack here, and he chose to stay here and have his open heart surgery done. So you will find these testimonials on the site, and, and when you review them, uh, they're pretty compelling. Um, and, and, you know, the good thing about testimonials is it's not what we're seeing, it's what they're seeing. Absolutely. And I know we're coming up on the end of it. So I want to thank you so much, Gene, and perhaps we can get you on again and go a little further into Health City Cayman Island. With that, I'll turn it over to you, Greg. Well, there you have it. Uh, that'll be the last word for today's broadcast. We want to thank our special guest, Gene Thompson, for his time and insights today. What a developing story. Do follow them um, on Twitter via health at Health City CI for Cayman Islands and on the web via www com, spelt out as it sounds. So until we meet again on Pop Health Week for Fred Goldstein, this is Greg Masters saying bye now. To let me in the shattered windows and the sound of drums People couldn't believe what I've become